Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jenikin. And this is Melrose Place Season 2, Episode 26. In bed with the enemy. This episode mm. is directed by Parker Stevenson. I love that he was like, I need to direct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to leave the show. He didn't want to leave Melrose Place. Was he like dating someone? Was he dating Allison in real life? Why does that? Or I was mean, he was married to Kirstie Alley. Oh, he was? Yeah. I don't even remember that. Yeah, they were married a really long time and they have like kids together. Okay. So he just like really liked Melrose Place. I think there's a lot of actors who always want to direct. But usually they're like on, they're part of the cast. Yeah. But I think if he wanted to maybe transition into that, he might have just been like, oh, can I direct? Because they have so many episodes. Right. Anyway... Amanda's going for a swim, and she she doesn't even test the water. She just jumps straight in. I was gobsmacked that she didn't test. Like, you don't dip a toe in. Don't you always do that? <laughs> like, this, this, this is, is what she does. She just jumps right in. This is what she gets. And the pool is freezing, and she's screaming for Jake. And he can't. He's like, I can't fix the pool. I got to meet with a client. And she's like, Jake, you can you can stay here and fix the pool. Just tell him you're going to be late. Like, <laughs> she she was like, it'll make the client want you more. Like it's a guy he's dating or something. She would never do this to her clients. No, she's ever. such a bitch. Also, what do pools in California are they heated? Yeah. Pools in Southern California would be heated. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Um because that water gets fucking cold. I know, but usually you're not swimming unless it's summer, right? In like no. an apartment building? I know. I just don't think that apart, apartment building would have a heated pool. Maybe a personal pool. I mean, it's Amanda's pool. That's so she true. wants it she wants it heated up to like 74 degrees, mm. probably. I don't know. But he has to go and she's like <laughs> he's like, no. And he's like, maybe you can hire someone to take care of all these little favors you want around here. Yeah. He's not her bitch. This is like 
someone should have said this to her a long time ago. She's trying to... She's a slumlord. She's a total slumlord. She just wants free labor. She doesn't want to hire a manager. She's trying to maximize her investment. She's such a bitch. Mm. At the beach house, Michael's like, I want my 50 grand. That's mine. He is... Michael doesn't work anymore. All he does is try to get this 50 grand. (laughs) This is crazy. Yeah. Like, go to your job. And he wants Sydney to make a list about every nice thing that Graham ever said about him. And he's like, make some things up if you have to. I like how this would be admissible in court at all. Right. Sydney's list of things Graham said about Michael. Like, give me a fucking break. That she just wrote. No dates and Why would she remember these things at all? It's crazy. Yeah. At D&D, Jane stops by Amanda's office. Amanda's wearing a white suit. And Jane asks Amanda for a loan. And Amanda's like, sorry, I never loan money to friends. Yeah. And Jane's like, I need it for my business. Come on, Amanda. And she's We're like, not friends. <laughs> <laughs> and Amanda's like, I only like low risk investments, Jane. Yeah. Implying this is very risky. Why yeah. would I give you money? And Jane's kind of has a little meltdown. She's like, Amanda, I'm I'm fucked. Like I need this money. And she then apologizes and says that she's really spiraling because She's just so angry that Michael is going after her inheritance. It's pretty fucked up. It's really fucked up. Yeah. And Amanda is like, I have an idea. Why don't you take on a partner? You can have creative control, but you have a financial investment from someone. That's not me. That's not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that isn't me. And she goes, I actually have someone in mind. Ugh. Cut to Amanda at the hospital talking to Michael. Mm. Diabolical. Why? Yeah. It's crazy that she does this. This is such a wild move. And she tells Michael, she's like, Michael, I have a business proposition for you. She says that he should invest his share of the money into Jane's business. And he goes, pass. (laughs) (laughs) But she's able... To convince him because, A, both of them might lose big chunks of this money fighting it out in court. Yes. And both of them are so petty that they will just lose it all rather than give in, I think. Yes. And this this next thing really sweetens the deal for Michael. Amanda says it might even bring you and Jane closer together. Yeah. Because Michael doesn't give a fuck about Sydney. He really just cares about Jane. And so he's like, hmm, that's a a good point. And he says, wait a minute. (laughs) What's in it for you? (laughs) And she's like, just helping out a friend. And he's like, yeah, right. Come on. You don't do that, Amanda. And she says, okay, a 10% finder's fee. And he's like, yeah, right. I'm not giving you 10%. And she's like, 5%. And all advertising goes to, goes through D and D. She's really thinking that Jane's going to have advertising. Yeah, that's going to be years away. <laughs> um, and he says, "Deal." <laughs> and then <laughs> this is so gross. And then, and then he says to her, "Hey, Amanda, are you sure you don't need a physical while you're here?" Why would he say this? <laughs> Just like so. 
Like he's never even flirted with Amanda before. No, but at this point, Michael Mancini has just been established as like the ultimate villain. Yeah. Like any opportunity he has to be a monster, he will take it now. Just a disgusting person. He's such a pig and I love watching it. Mm -hmm. He is... He is the funniest part of this show. Absolutely. Allison and Billy are looking at a church for their wedding. And Allison's like going off about like, oh, imagine like (laughs) walking down the aisle to organ music. That's so cool. Yeah. And Billy's like, I don't know. They play that in horror movies. Yeah. He's not into it at all. He doesn't want live organ music. I don't blame him. That's like very old fashioned. I mean, the thing about Billy and Allison is it's constantly like, you know who you're with, right? Like, Allison is very old-fashioned. Yeah. And Billy is a child. And this is why she should not have wanted him to be involved in the wedding. Because he's just going to... He's never going to suggest things. He's just going to knock down her ideas. Yeah. That's Billy. Yeah, and even if he does suggest things, they're going to be unserious. Like, what if I came in in a Batmobile? What if you bought your dad's train set? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's at this point when they're bickering inside the church that they realize that they've never talked about having kids. And Allison... is like, well, I don't know if I want kids. And Billy's like, that's the whole point of getting married. Yeah. What do you mean you don't want kids? I mean, how have they not had this conversation? This is crazy. This is, I feel like that's the conversation you have before you get married or engaged, right? Yeah. What do you want in life? You don't know. You've never talked about having kids. I mean, or not. And he's like, (laughs) I can't believe this. What, what, What is the matter with you lately, Allison? It's not like she changed her mind. It seems like she never wanted or was always career focused. And yeah. the awkward the church lady is just kind of like, um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the church lady and her like curly triangle haircut is like standing by super awkward right now. Right. Dress from the wedding. Yeah. And she starts crying and she's like, but it's just so vivid. And he's like, They're just dreams, Allison. Ugh. That night. Amanda meets a guy who is applying to be the new apartment manager. And he's an hour late (laughs) to the meeting. She's like, you're an hour late. Yeah. But he's like really dead set on getting this job. And he doesn't even have a resume. But he says the employment agency will vouch for him. She should have kicked this guy out like on the spot. Yeah. Because this is crazy. He's like, I'm an actor. And Amanda says the meanest thing you can say to an unknown actor. Really? Have I seen you in anything? Yeah. And he has to immediately be like, well, I guess I shouldn't say I'm an actor until I'm in something. (laughs) It's humiliating. (laughs) It's just so... It's awful. She's like, well, I have some more applicants, but I'll be in touch. And then he's like, hey, I have a question. Some managers are able to live rent-free as part of the salary. Is that true? And she's like, well, there's a vacant unit that goes for $600, but I'll pay you $200 on on top of the free rent. And then she just hires him on the spot. 
Is that because she's like, oh, I can give him that rental and I'll save so much money just by letting him live there for free? Because that seems cheap. $800 a month salary. Oh, to pay him $800. Yeah, because she's giving him free rent, $600, and then $200 additional dollars. So that's $800 for the month, technically, because rent is counting. And also, I don't think that's legal. That's not a living wage. It's not a living wage, but I don't think you're allowed to pay someone with rent. Yeah. Like you're not allowed, you have to give them a salary. You can't just be like, and you have a free living space. I, I thought, think that's illegal. Is it? Yeah, because I just saw a huge threat about it. Oh. Because someone was trying to do the same thing. Like hire a man. Hire a nanny or something. And they're like, I'm going to let them live here for free and then give them this amount of, and people are like, you can't do that. It's illegal. Oh, interesting. But well, it might not have been back then. Well, Amanda's stupid because she just hires this guy on the spot. Also, was really difficult to remember that <laughs> you could get an apartment. Well, I mean, I don't remember. I was a child. But $600 for one of these places? Yeah, which, and it looked like a big apartment. It wasn't like a little studio or something. It looked like a normal one bedroom there. I mean, that's... Sad. Like now that one of these places, one of these buildings in Melrose Place would be like thirty five hundred. Yeah, or like three thousand dollars. I think rent should be six hundred dollars. It rent should always be six hundred dollars <laughs> maximum. It's, if it's bigger, maybe a thousand. Yeah. Anyway, Allison is sleeping and she has another nightmare. Now we see her as a little girl going down to the basement, and everything's in black and white. And she's wearing a prairie dress. She's wearing a prairie (laughs) dress, and she's trapped in the basement. She can't get out. And then we see an arm grab her, and she screams, and Allison wakes up in a panic. I really related to her being grabbed in a prairie dress. Oh, Desi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next day... Jane meets Ted, the new manager, and Amanda tells Jane that she found her an investor. And she's like, great. And she says, I've set up a lunch date to meet him. You can meet him at La Belle Auberge Auberge at noon. Sinister. And Jane is thrilled. She trusts Amanda. And Ted is already acting weird. Yeah, Ted's like his eyes are darting around everywhere. And he's kind of lurking. He's a lurker. Yeah, Ted meets Jake afterwards. And Jake knows what's... Jake could clocks this guy immediately. He's like, this guy's a weirdo. Jake always knows. Because right? Jake's met a lot of weirdos. <laughs> Billy and Allison have lunch. They look like they're at a really fancy lunch place. Yeah, I was shocked. Because Billy's cheap. He's really cheap. And he's giving Allison the worst advice possible. Oh my God. He's I such a believe this. He's such a dick for this. Um, he's like, what? He, of course, he calls it a shrink. And he's like, what do you need to see a shrink? You're fine. You can, it's like $100 an hour, Allison. You could just talk to me for the price of a beer. I'm free. <laughs> I, he, I like when he, after all of these horrible things, he's like, maybe I'm being a little clothes minded. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like a little. No, he goes off. He goes off on her about how he doesn't think therapy is a good idea. Like, 
And then he finally adds a little addendum at the end. He's like, maybe I'd be a little close. Don't go to therapy. She might say dump me. <laughs> like, that's probably what his real fear is. The therapist is going to convince Allison she can do better. No, it's really bad. And and she goes, Billy, I, I just don't know how to explain these dreams. And he's like, Allison, you're going to be over this in about a week. He's so clueless. <laughs> he's so dismissive. Yeah. Um, at Jane's lunch... She's sitting across from Amanda waiting for this mysterious investor to arrive. And surprise, Michael walks in. And Jane just thinks that Michael happens to be going to lunch at the same place. And she goes, oh, God, Michael's here. It's going to ruin the meeting. (laughs) It's like, you have no idea. (laughs) And then he walks over. He's like, hi, Jane. And, And she's horrified and furious. And she's like, Amanda... And Amanda's like, let's not make a scene, shall we? Yeah. She thinks she can just get Jane to stay out of politeness. <laughs> it's so crazy. And Jane gets up and leaves. And Amanda follows her. And they're waiting at the valet stand. Jane's waiting for a little cabriolet. Yeah. She's just, not looking at Amanda. And Amanda's like, look, <laughs> look, Jane, the reason I'm a good businesswoman is because I don't let my emotions get in the way. You want to be a loser? Keep playing the victim. (laughs) She's so mean. She's so mean. And she's like, don't be stupid, Jane. I mean, Amanda is mean, but sometimes I do think people need it. Like her abruptness. Her abruptness is good in some ways, but she's like such a bitch. She's such a bitch, um, but it does work. Well, it's funny. I do think she's a quote-unquote good businesswoman in the sense that if you just cons- if you consider being a good business person, making as much money as possible, and fuck everyone else along the way, she's got that in spades because she really doesn't care about other people's feelings. And I do think, to an extent, she is correct about keeping emotion out of things and yes. not loaning money to friends and stuff like that. Like. To an extent, yeah. Obviously, like that can get that can ruin things, like or not like being an investor in their business, maybe. Yes, because it's like if you want to protect the friendship, maybe there are lines you don't cross as far as that goes. But she, I don't necessarily know that's what she's doing. <laughs> like, no, and I don't think I think. Look with Amanda's connections, why can't she find a real investor for Jane? Yeah, I mean. The reality is who's going to invest in Mancini designs? <laughs> designs. <laughs> designs. Like no one, she has no, you know what I mean? She like, has no clout. She has no clout. She so has, it's like her only investor would be Michael and she knows it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Michael is stuffing his face. <laughs> he's just in the restaurant he's, unfazed. He's stuffing his face with bread at the restaurant. Mm. and they More come, butter, please? Yeah. <laughs> They come back to the table. He's like, oh, hi, Jane. And Uh, Jane comes back and gives Michael her terms. And Michael goes, I can live with that. Yeah. She wants to be in charge of designs. (laughs) And Michael's just a silent partner, basically. And Sydney is not allowed to be involved. Yes. So Michael, of course, is like, fine. He doesn't give a fuck. No. Should we take a break here? Yes. Okay. We'll be right back. That night, Allison returns home, and she's looking for Billy, but he's not there. But Ted is. Ugh. Ted 
emerges from her bedroom and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's, she's, he really scares her. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. I mean, it's weird. <laughs> it's really it's weird. nighttime. It's really inappropriate. This is not how a building manager behaves. They're not even supposed to like, they have like specific hours they're allowed to be in your apartment. And they have to give you 24 hour notice unless it's like an emergency. Yeah. Um, And he's just like in her apartment and he's like, I left my tools and she's like, well, what were you fixing? And he's like the pipes. And she goes in my bedroom and he's like, yeah, there's pipes in your bedroom. I mean, where they would, there's a pipe that probably goes out to the main line, but that would be a disaster in her room. He would have to knock down a wall. He right? would rip up the floor. Right. Or because it's floor. going underneath. And there would probably would have been like a leak or something. Like she would have known something was up. No, it was a really bad excuse. And then she's like, just leave. And then afterwards, Allison goes to Amanda's to complain about this. And Amanda's such a bitch. She's like, he's the building manager, Allison. He fixes things. That's what he does. Is Amanda mor- a moron? Like, is she, cl- is, like, I, I can't understand. I was like, did she not know or she just doesn't care? It was wild. Because she, this is inappropriate. It's period. so, it's so unprofessional and like illegal. No one would accept that, that they no. could just have a guy in their house all the time at with no notice or anything. At the very least, she would question him and be like, hey, was there a reason you were in a tenant's apartment without their knowledge? I mean, as a smart businesswoman, I would think she'd know that she could get sued probably. Like, yeah. So she should be on top of it. Allison's like, he was lurking. He wasn't fixing anything. No. And then Billy arrives. And he's like, what's going on? And Billy, <laughs> Billy's like... Amanda, go go easy on Allison. She's having all sorts of problems right now. And Allison is like, Billy. Billy, yeah. She's like, she's having really bad nightmares, not sleeping. She's wet in the bed. I mean, it's just so 
classic Billy. He just ruins this moment. It's like, don't give Amanda a weakness of Allison's to exploit. He still doesn't get it. How does he still not get it? And, And so Amanda replies, really, Allison, sleepless nights, lurking managers, what's next, UFOs? Yeah. And Allison's just like, oh. Meanwhile, at the beach house, Michael is on the couch drinking beers, and he's on the phone with Jane, presumably, and he says, no, you don't have to change the name of the company. It was just a suggestion. I need to know what his suggestion was. I bet it was like, Dr. Mancini presents Jane's fashion line. (laughs) Or it was like Mancini's, the Mancini fashion, like whatever. (laughs) something with his name in it. I mean, it is funny that Jane still has his last name. Yeah. And she has to use, like, you might, you'd think she may, maybe would want to get rid of it. As far as I remember, she keeps his last name like the rest of the show. Yeah. Cause they're like, that's Jane Mancini. Like, we never she's switch. She's always it. Jane. Maybe she does go back to Jane Andrews at one point, but I just feel like she's always Jane Mancini. I just feel like at this point, she doesn't really have a famous name. Like, yeah. why would you want your ex-husbands who you fucking hate his last name for your business? I, I just feel like... Because even if they weren't in business together, you just know Michael would go around if Jane ever got famous, be like, that's my... I used to be married to her. See, Mancini? Mancini. Yeah. I mean, it is a cooler name. Yeah. For sure. Um, it sounds more designy. <laughs> designy? Mancini. And so... He gets off the phone and Sydney's asking what Jane wanted. Mm. And he's like, it was business, Sid. God, it was your business. You couldn't wrap your head around it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, we're partners now. I got to talk to her about business stuff. And she's like, that money's legally yours. He's like, yeah, but this way we avoid the court costs. And besides, Jane's talented, so we'll make a profit. And Sydney's like, I'm talented too. <laughs> it was the most <laughs> pathetic thing she she's so said. pathetic. I'm talented too, Michael. And she's she, he just rolls his eyes. And Sydney is furious. So she goes to the kitchen. But she, he says, making money lying on your back yeah. isn't talent, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what he says. That's what he says. Um, I forgot that part. And so she goes to the kitchen and grabs a kitchen knife and she stabs the pillow Crazy. That, that he's lying on. He's like, hey, watch the couch. Because he says, here's your job. You buy this furniture. <laughs> like, it's like, that's what she, she like destroyed the couch she ordered. Yeah. Um, this was deranged. She starts stabbing this pillow on the couch. She's losing it. There's feathers going everywhere. And he's like, hey, watch the couch. What are you doing? Yeah. And she rips this whole, there's feathers everywhere. She rips this whole cushion apart. And he goes, you want to trash the place? Go for it. I'm getting a beer. Yeah. It did look fun to stab a pillow. (laughs) (laughs) Allison has another nightmare about the basement. And when she wakes up, Billy's like, Allison, are you okay? And she just tells him that she's fine. See, this is what happens when you're not a person that she can come to. Yeah. She's not going to tell you about her coffin dream. Yeah, she had a dream. Right. (laughs) This time she had a dream that she was 
a child inside of a child-sized coffin. And then the, the doll was like demon eyes. Yeah, it had like red light, light so up eyes. So it's getting worse. The dreams are getting worse. <laughs> but now, Billy, you're going to be shut out because you've been dismissive of her trauma dreams. Yeah. So she's like, never mind. It's fine. At the beach house, <laughs> Michael, it's the morning at the beach house and Michael goes, I hope you plan on cleaning this mess up. <laughs> <laughs> She still hasn't cleaned up the feathers from the night before. She's like losing it. And she's riveted by a, a news report at the kitchen TV. The news report is that Lauren, Sydney's former madam, has been arrested. And part of this news report states that she's not giving up the names in her little black book. Yes. These are like famous people. This is very ripped from the headlines. This is Heidi Fleiss. Yeah. And Sydney, Michael Michael looks at it, he's like, hey, isn't that your old boss? <laughs> <laughs> he tries to like get a little dunk on Sydney. But she, the wheels are turning in Sydney's mm-hmm. head and she smiles and she's like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Amanda and Ted are looking at her shower because it needs to be fixed and she gets him all wet. Like the water sprays all over him. And then she goes to get ready for work. Well, he gets to work on this shower problem. And he's just standing there staring at the shower head. Like a creep. It's like 10 seconds. How many more signs does Amanda need that this guy's a weirdo? No idea. Sydney then goes to jail, like to the jail to visit Lauren. And Lauren's like, what do you want, Sydney? And her makeup is flawless. I was like, why is she so gorgeous in jail? <laughs> She's stunning. <laughs> like she has like a full beat. Yeah. This <laughs> would not be the case. And her hair is perfect. I was just laughing because I was like, cause she is like someone who has very like full thick eyebrows and yeah. lashes. Yeah. And I was like, she probably would still look pretty great without makeup. Oh my God. Like she's like the ter- person who can get away with being completely natural. She's stunning. Yeah. And it was just like, I was like, no, she has makeup on. It was crazy. No, you could see the eyeliner and the mascara. And the and, lipstick. And the lipstick. The, like, um, It was really funny. She's like, what do you want, Sydney? And Sydney, what she wants is a partnership. With Lauren. She's like, you're here. Your, your girls, if they don't have someone, they're going to go somewhere else to another madam. Right. She's like, I'll run your business for you. Yeah. 50-50. Just give me the client list and, the, and a little bit of help along the way. And then when you get out, we can renegotiate our deal. Yeah. And Lauren's skeptical, but... She's like, hmm, because Sydney's like, I'm a bad bitch. And Sydney's like, I've got the drive. Yeah. Sydney is driven. (laughs) Allison goes to a therapist and she's so surprised that he's young. Yeah. This is, it's, I think the funny thing about this show is like therapy was still not so common. It was still, or not something you talked about. It was still more stigmatized if you were a person in therapy. <laughs> like at this time, therapy meant there was something like if you went to therapy it meant there was something wrong with you. Like you had like 
it was for people who were really fucked up. Yes. And now it's definitely just a different perception of it. Yeah. Because it's for a lot of different things. And I think more people, at least today, realize that like therapy is beneficial for everybody, no matter what. Yeah. What's going on with you. And especially like that's where Billy is so wrong. Cause it's like, no, it is nice to have someone you're purely paying to listen to you. So you're not constantly unloading on everybody. Right. That's their job. Need, yeah. You need someone who has an unbiased, like they're not like emotionally attached to you in some way. Yeah. And they can just hear information. Yeah, so this guy, like Allison was expecting to see Dr. Freud when she walked in. Yes. And it was like a relatively good looking guy. Yes. That night. Allison is so horny for any guy who's not Billy. She was horny for this guy. No, because she's always like, he's intelligent, he's, he's attractive, he's sexy. And it's like, she never says that about Billy. Billy's the one who's like, I'm a catch. Right. (laughs) <laughs> it's like Allison hates Billy. That night, Ted and Amanda and Jake are all out in the courtyard, and Ted's being a little teacher's pet to Amanda. He offers to wash her car in the morning, and she's like, "Oh, wow, yes, of course, thanks, Ted. You don't have to do that, but thank you." And Jake is just like, mm. "Yeah." <laughs> they're carrying a bunch of groceries, and they're putting away these groceries in her apartment, and. Amanda's like, come on, Jake. Ted's just being helpful. But he's suspicious of this guy. And she accuses Jake of being jealous. But that jealousy turns to horniness as Amanda asks him if she wants to join, if he wants to join her for a shower. And he's like, no, I got errands to run. What errands is he running? (laughs) It's It's nighttime. It's like nine o'clock. I, I was just like, what? What errands? What's he That's doing? what you do during the day, Jake. <laughs> and <laughs> so she gets in the shower, and that's when we see that Ted has drilled a hole underneath the soap rack, the soap dish in the shower wall. Which is really high up. And noticeable. The hole is huge. <laughs> It's, it's at it's, eye level. It's like <laughs> it's like large drill size. It is a large hole, and the soap dish is so high up. It's like eye level. Yeah, with the hole right there. Right. You would have been like, "Where did that hole come from?" Because you would have noticed as it as soon as you grabbed the soap. You would have seen it, the hole. That is. It was the most noticeable thing I've ever seen. No. Even when they pull back, I was like, "Yeah, there's a big hole there." Right. <laughs> like you would notice that. You would think that if he was a pervert, he would have like put either put the hole someplace. And the hole, even though it was big enough to notice, it was still too small to see anything, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yes. I feel like it was a little you're, small. You're going to get like a um, Cinemax after dark scramble. Yeah. It's sort of like you're, you're seeing little glimpses of things, but not all together. You're right? going to see a nipple at a time. Yeah. Like you but get, that might be enough for him. You get one boob. That might be part of <laughs> You get of like it. a little sliver of a nip. I think that's part of the kink for him. Yeah. But I also think that if he was a real pervert, he would have installed a camera. But I don't know what kind of tech... If they had like small enough cameras back then. There's just no way... I don't think anyone would be like, this is a great place to put it. Because it was so obvious. It seemed so obvious. Um... So yeah, we see Ted is is spying on Amanda. 
from the apartment next door. Right, because he happens to be in the place next door, too. That was really... He lucked out. Yeah. This pervert lucked out. The next day, Jake is looking for Amanda at her apartment, and she's not home, but Ted is. And he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, the window in her bedroom was stuck. And Jake's like, well, she never mentioned that to me. He's like, well, you're not the handyman anymore. Yeah. So why would she? And Jake goes, I'm watching you. (laughs) And he goes, Ted goes, great. Feel free to give me some pointers. Ted's like acting like he's a goody two-shoes, but it's getting a little more like a little rage is underneath there. We're kind of seeing, right? Yeah. He's giving incel behavior. Allison and Joe are having frozen yogurt. I was craving frozen yogurt during this scene. It always looks good. And Allison is gushing about her therapist. She's talking about like that he's hot and really nice and that he listens to her. He's nothing like Billy. Anytime Allison meets a mature man, she loses it. She's shocked. (laughs) It's so sad. She's so shocked. Like I do believe that her and Billy are soulmates. Like as as much as we dunk on Billy, I do ship them as a couple. Um, I mean I I, I, I just feel, I don't know what it is about their relationship, but it's comforting to me. Like, cause I do feel like they both really love each other, but they need to communicate better. I mean, I guess I like the idea that they're not out there annoying other people, just each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's my hot take is that I do think I do like them as a couple together. Like I root, I root for them. I want them to be good and happy. I guess I root more for Allison to get away from Billy. Wow. I do. Wow. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Billy's a bad guy. I just think he's really s- stupid. I just think Allison's not satisfied with him. Yeah, that's ultimately. true. Ultimately, like that's I true. do think they're best friends. Though. Right. Maybe that's where I'm getting yeah. where I just want it to work so bad. I just feel like I don't buy their sexual chemistry or romantic chemistry, but I do believe they're best friends. That's a great point. And we have talked about that before. Like watching them get sexy with each other makes both of us recoil. And I just feel just constantly seeing Allison being like, that's a man who could uplift me. Right? Yeah. Maybe like a more mature man. She wants Billy to be something he's not. Yes. Billy definitely takes Allison for who she is more than she does for him. I think so, yeah. So Joe is warning Allison. She's telling her about transference. She's like, don't get... She's like, I'm from New York. I know how therapists work. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I'm from New York. We go to therapy. She's like, don't get too attached to him. And Allison says she hasn't told Billy that she's seen a therapist and that she's not going to. And Joe thinks that's weird. It is weird. It is weird. At Jane's studio, Sydney shows up and she's very rude to the bookkeeper. Yes. Like unnecessarily rude. She's like, hi, remember me when I worked at K Beacon Studio for a minute? And he's like, oh yeah, I remember you. And she's like, well, fuck off. Get back right. to work. And that's we. that's important. Yeah. she's mean to this guy. She's really mean to this guy. Because <laughs> I, I was kind of like, why is she so mean to him? But then we find out later. Yeah. It'll be helpful. Sydney tells Jane that she wants to place an order for a dozen totally sexy dresses. 
like, well, why are you going to Mancini Designs? If you because that's not sexy dresses. If you wanted to get a bell sleeve floral dress, maybe maybe that will work out for you, right? But if you want a sexy dress, a dozen totally sexy dresses, go to like BB or something. So clearly, Sydney Lauren has accepted the deal. Yeah, because Sydney's trying to purchase these dresses for her girls. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Jane is like, Sydney, get out of here. And she's like, well, I'm Michael's wife. So I, I own 25% of this business. Okay. (laughs) And Jane, after Sydney leaves, Jane tells Kevin, the bookkeeper that to keep two ledgers, one, she's like one for us and our profits and the other for our investors and the losses. And he's like, Jane, I can't cook your books. And she's like, I, <laughs> she's like, yeah, but eventually we're going to want to buy them out. Like, I want that to happen. Cause she wants it to look like they're losing money so she can easily buy Michael out. Yes. Basically. Yes. And Michael's their only investor. Right. Basically. So right. who cares if he gets screwed over? Yeah. She just has to worry about the IRS. Yes. That night, Jake, or I guess if she's cooking well, she's the doing books it for just him. for Michael, yeah. if she's not, yeah. okay. Well, that makes a little more sense. Although it's probably still illegal in some way Be to careful, trick your Jane. investors. Yeah. That night, Jake tells Amanda that Ted was in her bedroom when she wasn't there. And the pool heater's still broke. And Amanda's like, the pool heater's still broke. <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> wait a minute. And she's like, I'm going to fire him now. And Jake tries to, he's like, I can help. And she's like, no, like I'm made for this moment. Yeah. <laughs> she can't wait to rip this guy a new asshole. And Jake's like, well, I'm going to wait outside just in case. Of course. And so she goes into Ted's apartment and he denies he did anything wrong. And he's like, I don't care. You're fired. Yeah. And she, he's mad. He stuffs his, he picks up his little sleeping bag and shoves it in the um, drawstring bag it came in. Yeah. He's just shoving it in there. Yeah. Angrily. He's really mad. That night, Sydney throws a party at the beach house, and it's just a bunch of girls. And Michael walks in. He's like, what the hell? He's tired. He's tired from working at the hospital. He's too tired to be horny. Yeah, so you know he's tired. Right. And he's like, Sydney, tell everyone to get the fuck out of here. And she's like, Michael, I'm taking over Lauren's business. He's like, what are you, nuts? (laughs) He's like, it's only cool when I do illegal things, not when you do illegal things. She's like, Michael, just think about the money we'll make. And he he looks agreeable to it, but is that a is that a real emotion? I couldn't place it. I don't know. Like, is he happy now, or is he just going along because he's like, how can I use this against her? Yeah, maybe if I get her in jail, (laughs) I could divorce her. Like. Yeah. I don't know. Because he does it, he flips on a dime. Like, yeah. Look, the wheels, they're always turning in Michael Mancini's head. Totally. Jake and Amanda are in the kitchen kissing, and she's thanking Jake for protecting her from Ted. And now she wants to take a shower with Jake. Yeah. She's like, how about that hot, steamy shower? (laughs) Rain check. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah. So. As they're getting ready to get in the shower, we see outside Ted sneaking through the courtyard of Melrose Place. 
So I guess he still had, or they didn't lock that apartment, or he has a key. Yeah, how does this work? Because he gets back, he manages to get back into the apartment. I guess because it was so soon after, she didn't have time to change the locks. Yeah. And she just didn't assume that he was going to come back. Going to come back. So he sneaks back into this apartment he was staying in and starts spying. He's, he's watching Jake and Amanda in the shower. Yeah. That's a hot ticket. I mean, that's definitely hotter than just Amanda. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this guy, this is like the cliffhanger we end on. Now, I do have to say, even though he is awful, it did seem a little like um, unfair that Amanda just kicked him out that night. Did he have a place to go? I don't care. (laughs) He's a fucking pervert. I know he's a pervert, but we don't necessarily... She doesn't know that yet, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think from what Amanda knows about him, well, she does say I should have believed she does say I should have believed Allison. Yes. So that's I think true. But I, she also kind of just turned because it when it happened to her, then it was more of a serious Well now it's serious. Because yeah, yeah. now she believes Allison. It wasn't until Jake confirmed it that this guy's lurking. Well, because and she was like, I, that is a 100% blatant lie that, about her window. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I would have kicked this guy out if I found out this guy was lurking. I like know, that. but if you think he's that, I just would have been more like, we need to lock this apartment. Because how do you trust him not having keys made? Do you yeah, know what I mean? That's true. I just think that's really scary if you really think he's bad. Yeah. Everyone, he has a key to everyone's apartment, possibly. Right. Like, get him a, you know, do something more... I don't know. Like, I would have not been able to sleep. I certainly would have been going to fuck in the shower. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I would have been that horny in that moment. Well, because it's scary, but, like, you have no idea that he didn't make a copy of every key. Right. Right? Well, we're going to find out what happens next week. And it's even weirder... Than you would think. I don't even remember. You don't? I don't oh, even remember. It's so, so stupid. I d- it's been a while since I did a, a rewatch of Melrose Place. I haven't done a rewatch, but certain stories stuck with me. And when I read the description, I'm like, oh yeah, like it yeah. comes back to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure some of the later seasons, maybe I won't remember as much. I don't know. I'm excited. So next week we have episodes 27 and 28. Yeah. That's it. Bye. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. 
To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.